Hello, everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. And I'm Anna Retberg. And today's movie is Shaun of the Dead, a pseudo-zombie, pseudo-comedy, pseudo-movie. That's right. That sort of does some of those things occasionally. <laughs> uh, I've seen this movie before. This is my second viewing. Anna Retberg, this was your first viewing? Yeah, I mean, I was sort of aware, obviously aware of some of the more meme kind of things, like, from it like certain things have become really like what like the um the waiting for this to all blow over thing is like kind of a meme oh i don't wh- where like so there's just a clip of this like a gif or something that I, says I, don't, or? I, I think it's it's just like a phrase that okay. wait and wait for this to all blow over is kind of like go to a the phrase Westmin- what is it westminster the, the West- winchester. winchester whatever it is yeah i knew it was some one of those britishisms and like yeah. so i was aware of some of that stuff um but okay. yeah now i had never seen it and I feel like this movie does do a lot of things really well, especially with the directing. Uh, I mean, I can I can see why Edgar Wright kind of got famous and was successful um, because his style is really distinctive, yeah, and very funny. Um, and there's like there's a lot there's a lot of scenes that I really liked, and it, a lot of it was like directing stuff. Like I love the sort of setup. Um, I love that you see Sean sort of like go through aspects of his day and then he repeats those exact same things like the shots are exactly identical of him like walking down to the little like corner store but with the zombie stuff happening now and he yeah. just doesn't notice yeah. and it's so effective like it's really really well done um and i just feel like there's there's things like that throughout the movie that i think work really well but ultimately the movie is kind of not that interesting um and i don't really know why uh i i do i mean maybe it, it feels <laughs> i mean it feels to me like the characters are just not that fun to spend time with that's what it feels like to me yeah I, I think there's a couple problems with it like they're intentionally aimless because that's who they are as, you know that's sort of their characters um, I, I do think the characters aren't very interesting but in addition to the characters not being very interesting i think there's a more fundamental underlying problem to the film. Yeah. Which is that it doesn't really know what it's doing at all. It doesn't know whether it's a comedy that's supposed to be doing funny things with zombies, like when they're throwing the record collection at the Mm -hmm. zombie. So it doesn't know whether it's doing that or whether it's actually like a zombie survival horror picture. Which... Right, because they have some really intense, like, emotional scenes with his mom and, and yeah. like, people dying. And the problem with this movie is that it's not that you can't mix those two things. It's that you have to actually mix them if that's what you want. You can't just have a movie that literally alternates between the two of those things randomly and expects you to enjoy both of them. Because... The requirements for enjoying a, you know, zombie survival picture are you have to be invested in the survival of the characters. So they have to be like real characters that we care about and are actually going to be like, you know, emotionally invested in, which this movie can't really do because it's been spending all its time lampooning things up to that point. So you're not really taking them seriously. It also has to make it so that the characters are making reasonable decisions or that you're actually like believing that there are some stakes to what's happening. But again, when you've been doing so much silly stuff, it's not really possible to take them seriously that way. So when it kind of switches over to being almost exclusively a zombie horror picture, which it literally does about like halfway through the movie. Yeah. It's just interminably boring. It's like it's 
so hard for me to even watch. Yeah. It's so bad well, because like, there's like no humor anymore. And and you're just like, okay, I don't care at all about these people trying to like fight off a zombie horde in, in the pub at all. And they failed to make that interesting in any way anyway. So even if I had cared about the characters, what they actually do and what they show is so boring. Um, it's almost like it's almost like they just didn't write uh, the second half of the movie. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, we'll go to the pub and there'll be some zombies. That yeah, was it. It basically is like, it's just not interesting. Like, the best stuff in this movie for me is the funny stuff. Like, when it's funny, it can be very, very funny. Like, I laughed out loud multiple times. Um, yeah, there are a few Like, when he tries to jump things. over the fence, like, I just, like, couldn't stop laughing about <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know. I just think, yeah, it's like, the, the thing that they're strongest at is something they sort of end up abandoning partway through the movie and and like you say it's just it's not that interesting and they're not that strong at it is i guess my other yeah. complaint right it's like yeah there's a couple of things like jumping over the fence that are kind of funny and there's a lot of things that just aren't funny yeah and so you're really you're you know it's not like the beginning of the movie is is 45 minutes of airplane mm-hmm. it's like no. four minutes of airplane in 45 minutes of not very interesting like flatmate pseudo like almost like a sitcom on bbc mm-hmm. it's just like it's not good yeah i don't know why this movie's famous i'll be completely honest I with think, you i really don't i, I think it's, it's a got, really really boring movie i think it has some good moments but i agree generally it was definitely another one of those movies where i'm having to like <clears throat> force myself to pay attention to it which yes. is not great no um like there's a great, there's a moment I love, the only, the moment in the movie that has like a Martin Freeman cameo, where they encounter like mm-hmm. the group of people who is like identical to them, but I, I think competent is the idea. I don't know. I sort of wish they had done more with that. Like they just walk past each other and like acknowledge their, the, the one who is like them. And yeah, it was, yeah. it's very, very funny. Um, and then you see that group again at the end and, and they're like all action hero or whatever. And it gives you the sense that there was this whole other story happening that was maybe more like a an action zombie movie. Maybe. I mean... I, I don't know. I just... I think, like, it, like you say, it was kind of... There was a lack of focus. So there was, like, a few different ideas in this movie, but ultimately, like, it was just put together into something pretty dull. Um, like, the idea of having a comedy zombie movie is... It's a good idea. And there just, are other ones, like Zombieland yeah. was one. Right? And I just think, like, uh, yeah, and, the, and some of the pieces were there, too. It was, like, I generally sort of like the idea of, so the roommate guy is kind of holding him back. And then at the end, he gets that moment where he can actually let his friend go and, and actually become a better person because of it and let his life move forward and stuff. Like, there's they're trying to do except some... It, except not. Because the dude's already been bitten, so it's not he he doesn't actually decide to do that. Like even that is not good in this movie. There are right. there would be have been a good version of that right, and right. they couldn't even well, do that. That's kind, right? I, kind of what I meant, which is like there are there are like the seeds of ideas that kind of get planted in this movie. Mm-hmm, yeah. But they never really happen or come together in the way you might have wanted like if the in the as you would say in the good version of this movie right it's like i think there is a good version of this movie um but i don't know for me the only thing that i think the only reason that this movie 
probably is famous is because of Edgar, Edgar Wright's direction. Honestly, like, at the time, that probably felt really unique. Because now he's directed a whole bunch of stuff and people are used to his style. That could be. But I, I, I kind of imagine that when people first saw this, the flashiness of it uh, and the strangeness of it was probably pretty impressive, maybe? I don't know. Um, I mean, when I saw it, it wasn't. When I saw it originally, I was like, nope, not good. And, uh, you know, but I loved their second one, Hot Fuzz. All of the things that they were doing wrong in this one, they do right in that one. Well, it could be they just learned. I mean, if it's your first movie. And I think a lot of the Edgar Wright direction works a lot better in that movie because in this one, there's a lot of times when it's just there. Like, he'll have a lot of fast cuts Mm -hmm. of, like, people doing stuff, but there's no reason for them to be fast cuts. They're just, it's pointless. It's just, it's just style. It's just, like, It's just there. Flair, yeah. Uh, Whereas in Hot Fuzz, it's great because they managed to line that up with various action tropes. Like, so where in a normal action film you would show the, the hero, like, arming up, like, getting their weapon, doing the thing... It shows him doing stuff like, you know, buying a a DVD or something in that same way because that is what's happening at at that point for the character. They're, like, getting ready to do something. And so, like, a lot of the the directorial stuff actually works, I thought, in Hot Fuzz. I should watch it again. I've only seen Hot Fuzz one time, actually. But it's, like, it's using all of these things for a reason that's actually funny and interesting, whereas in this movie... I didn't really think the direction was actually any good, to be honest. It just, it's just there. Like, there's a ton of weird stuff. Like, hey, we framed, like, uh, Simon Pegg in this window that slowly gets bigger. Why? No reason. It just does. And we do it, like, three times. There's no point to it, right? It's just doing it. And you're just like, was that just because you saw that window and liked it, I guess? So there's just a ton of that in the movie where it's just like, I don't know, there's some directing happening here, but it's not good. And it doesn't help the movie because those things are just, they're just there. So uh, I didn't really even like the direction in this film. I thought I, I liked all of the same stuff in the next movie where they actually lined it up with things that, that it makes sense for mm-hmm. them to do, right? Um. I mean, was this, this was this ba- was this their Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's first film? Um, so I don't know the specifics of it, but I believe it comes actually from a TV show. I, I believe this is like they they had a TV show, and this was like a bit on the TV show, and they made it into a movie. You know what's interesting is I was gonna say at, uh, earlier I was gonna say it almost felt like this would have been better as like a short film. It feels and it probably was better. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> I haven't seen that short. I, I was literally thinking that because I'm like, there's just not enough. There's not enough here to hold together a like a full length movie, but like a 15 minute short. Yeah, I could imagine that. You can just condense it down, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and if I may continue ragging on it a little bit, like uh, another great example of this is there's a there's a sequence that does a thing that's in a lot of movies. First time I remember seeing it was actually in a movie called High Fidelity. Um, and High Fidelity does this really well. Uh, it's a John Cusack, uh, Jack Black film where they do this thing where they have multiple... They You see something happen multiple times that the character is imagining will happen in a particular way. Mm-hmm. 
in high fidelity, it's I think they do it twice. I can't quite remember, uh, but it's absolutely hilarious. In this movie, they do it exactly the same thing where he's like going to go over the plan, like what the plan is, and they keep changing the plan. So it's like the, you see the same sequence three times with sight markers. None of them are interesting. It's like they force you to watch this weird directoral like trick of like showing what the character is saying as the plan. They're all boring. So they literally force the audience to sit through three completely uninteresting direction things for no reason. It's it's insufferable. Um so I really hated that kind of stuff where like it's quote unquote, you know, flashy directing but it's terrible. And again, you can do that really well if the things you're seeing are funny. So when the character has to change, like if the, if his plans were way worse than they actually were, like and had ridiculous stuff in them and the direct, you know, the cuts would show these people trying to do absurd things that definitely wouldn't have worked, you know, uh, and the person saying something and then the guy in the gorilla outfit comes out, right? That would be h- hilarious. But it wasn't. It was just like, we'll drive here. We'll get my mom. We'll get in the car and we'll leave. And see, it's just not funny. I don't know if I. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I think that I think that made me laugh. Those those scenes. Um, Like, I don't know. I'm definitely not as negative on this as you, I think, although I do find it a bit dull. Yeah. Um, But I maybe I respond more to the humor in it than you do. Um, Like, I thought like that's the scene. The the wait for this to all blow over. That's what you're talking about. Those the the three that all end the same way with them. Yeah, I mean, he basically just saying the plan and it's literally just cuts of watching them drive a car. They go, they get their mom, the mom comes, right? And the first time you see it, there are a few sight gags, like the mom is really happy in it or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But there's there's nothing else in it. It just repeats. There's nothing funny that goes on. Uh, And so you're just like, why are you making me watch that, right? And the movie doesn't really have an answer. Which is, you know, again, like very common. It's a common theme in the movie. It's like, why am I having to watch this? And the movie doesn't really have a good explanation for why I have to watch it. So, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely just not just not enough. Not enough in it to make it a fun time. Uh, I don't know. But, like, yeah, like I say, I don't think I'm as negative on it as you. Um, I can see, like, I can see... I had to watch it a second time. I think that's also Maybe. part of it, right? It's like watching it a first time, it's less insufferable because you don't already know everything that's going to happen. So sure. having to watch it a second time, like when you watch a boring movie the first time, it's you, boring. You at least don't know what's going to happen, though. So. Yes. Yeah. When you watch a boring movie a second time, it's like really insufferable. No, that makes sense. Right? Uh, Cause like, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, I can see that there's creativity in this movie. Although, like you say, and I, I agree it, once it becomes like once they get to the Winchester, there's really no comedy left. It's really just kind of serious. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty boring. Yep. I think there's still some good direction in there. There's like a great moment where he is trying to uh, turn on the lights. He was like messing with the breakers and the light turns on and you can see the silhouette of like all the zombies outside the door. And then he shuts the life ba- light back off. Like, I think that's really well done. Like, there's a lot of visually well done stuff in this movie i think it's really creatively shot um even if sometimes those things aren't maybe for a reason like you said um like the fast cuts and stuff uh i think it's for me it was probably enough to keep it a little bit fresh Mm. um because it wasn't 
boring. Like, it wasn't shot in a boring way. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of a boring movie. At the it's end just of the day. really, really boring. Um, I mean, and... I think Simon Pegg does a decent job. It's... Yeah, I don't think anyone's doing anything particularly bad, meaning I don't think the acting is awful or anything like that, and and therefore it's boring. I think it's just boring because there just isn't a movie here, right? It's like they needed a way better script. Well, like I say, I think for um, me, the setup is the best part. The first, like, ten minutes of this movie are actually pretty strong, in my opinion. Like, which maybe that was what the short was. I think they ran out of ideas is the problem. Well, like I said, their second movie, Hot Fuzz, is just is really good and it's really good because they figured out a way to do all of the stuff that they were doing with an actually good script right where where everything like lines up yep. properly and the reason that we're doing these cuts and the reason that we're showing the stuff or whatever actually is, is like there's a point yeah right i mean I, I and guess... so we know we know that it's a script problem because the same exact people did a very similar movie as the second movie but with a very good script and it was a great movie so you're totally right. It's just in this particular case, the, the script is just really bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it just didn't quite come together for them. You know, maybe this is like their first big movie project and yeah. they're still, you know, it's I'm imagining writing for TV is different than writing for film just in terms of like time yeah. and structure and, and flow and like all of that. So yeah. it's like it makes sense that that your next movie would be better. Right. For, for people like that. Yeah, it's entirely possible that they like learned a lot when making this and, you know, seeing the end result, they're like, okay, you know, we kind of see that it needs more. Like, here's all the stuff we could have done better. Uh, to carry it. And, you know, it's it's not, it, it, it you have to have more happening in the conclusion of the film and there has to be more solidity there and we have to have a more consistent, you know, feel and all these things. For all I know, they did learn all those things. Uh, making this movie. Of course, you know, uh, Edgar Wright goes on to have this problem a lot. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, not a good story, very weak script, and it doesn't work as an example. Baby Driver, very weak script, movie doesn't work as an example. I'm sorry, as a result. And so I don't know how well this lesson really got learned. Um, Maybe Simon Pegg learned it. Uh, but it seems like Edgar Wright didn't. And there's a lot of Edgar Wright stuff that comes down the pipe that needs a lot of screenplay work and doesn't get it. And I don't know uh, what that means, but it does seem like the the lesson wasn't really learned with Hot Fuzz. It seemed more of a seems like more of an anomaly almost that they happened to do a really banger script for that one that plays to both of their strengths really well. I, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe just the right project at the right time. I'm just looking, just thinking about like down the line. Edgar Wright tends to have screenplay problems a lot uh, down the line, and I don't know uh, if that is just maybe an issue that his movies I just mean, never quite get over, and except this one time. But I don't know. I think we talk about a lot. But, you know, you have a lot of problems with modern scripts in general, so it's not really surprising that. Except I don't, I don't think that's my opinion. I think that's most people, well, oh, uh, right? Like, sure, sure, sure. If, if I was the only one complaining about the screenplay for, for Scott Pilgrim, sure. But I think most no, people find I, those movies pretty dull. And it's not the directing because the directing is good. Yes, but, uh, it's but as good we, as it probably could as we've be. talked about before in this podcast, like good directing can't save a really terrible script. Like it's yeah. just, unfortunately, if the script is that bad, it's just like there's nothing good directing can really do. 
it's it's really not possible to amp it up enough, really. Sometimes I mean, it can help can, a little but bit, but it can't save it. So. You need something. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I do think, like, in some ways, I would say Shaun of the Dead is kind of just emblematic of what happens with Edgar Wright in general. Like, most movies that you go to that are Edgar Wright movies that I've seen anyway, they feel a lot like Shaun of the Dead, unfortunately, where it's just like nobody figured out why I was going to be watching this. And... And the problem begins long before you start shooting, right? It's it was it, it's in the screenplay, not in the directing or the acting, because that usually comes together reasonably well on his pictures. So I don't know. I don't know why that's a <clears throat> a constant problem, but it is. I don't know. Yeah, just kind of a meh movie with a few funny moments and a few moments of good direction, but in general, pretty forgettable. I also think that there's probably some barriers to entry for people like, for example, the in the scene where they're throwing albums. I would imagine many people watching this movie today have no idea what albums they're talking about. They don't know who Sade is. They don't know who Dire Straits is. Well, but I, I guess what I would <laughs> so, say is I don't... So some of that humor is probably lost well, a little I, bit. But. I, I guess, so like, for example, I don't know who those people are for some of the things they mentioned. And I think the scene, the scene still works fine because you get it, right? Like, you understand the banter and yeah. some of the albums are pretty valuable to him and, like, others are just not. And, yes, I mean, you might not get quite the exact, like, reference. But it, I, I don't know. I think the scene works. Like, you get it. it, you want- it I'm sure it works in the abstract. It just doesn't work as well as if you actually knew the albums they're talking sure. about. That's all I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, people understand what the joke probably is, but it's not the same as getting the actual joke. I'm right? sure. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of that happening too, uh, in various places. I mean, the, you know, a modern audience wouldn't even understand what when they tell him he has to write down the, everyone's messages instead of just like, "What are you talking about? What does that even mean?" Right? Nowadays, everyone has you know their own cell phone Mm -hmm. and people don't even think of voicemail as a thing anymore because it's all instant messaging a modern audience is like wait there was there was like a machine that recorded everyone at the house's messages what does that even mean they still exist people some people still have home phones (laughs) okay old people have yeah old very old people like (laughs) i think my i think my grandma still has one of those is like what people would be thinking right yeah our our parents my parents have a home phone yeah so there are anybody okay question for the movie club anybody under the age of like 60 who has a house do you have a home phone like genuinely but that's not even so you can have a home phone because they have like voip stuff that like when people subscribe to verizon cable or whatever you can get that and then you technically have like home phone right well do you use it though but even that doesn't have an answering machine anymore, right? Like, it doesn't have that concept anymore. It just has a central, like, thing where you can go and get your messages off the... I don't know. My parents have an answering machine. They have a literal answering machine. It's just a phone. It's like a normal phone. Wow. That records the messages. All right. That's not... I don't think that's weird any... Is that weird? That's really weird. That is something straight out of the, the 90s. But it, I mean, okay, maybe. It's okay. It's okay to be antiquated. You know, they're they're old. It's fine. Anyway, point being, there's <laughs> stuff like that that obviously, you know, takes some adjustment. But that's true of old movies in general. It's um, not that old. Come so, on. So, you know, 
what can you do? It's like, what was it, tw- t- around 2000, that movie? Tw- late, Shaun like, of the Dead? Tw- 2005, maybe, something like that. Something like that, probably. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, is there any more to say on Shaun of the Dead, or is that kind of it? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it is just a... It's a... A not very funny, not very zombie, funny zombie movie. And that's about it. Uh, watch Hot Fuzz instead. Yeah, there you go. Um, and definitely do watch Hot Fuzz. It's a legitimately very good film. And uh, I should probably watch that one again. Maybe we'll watch that one for the movie club at some point. But because... Uh, I would like to see that one. It's a way to watch the things that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg do well in a screenplay that's actually clever and has, you know, a, a much better idea of why it's interesting at a high level mm-hmm. uh, and what it's actually trying to do satirically mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I would say that's sort of another thing you could say about Shaun of the Dead is it doesn't really know if it's satirizing zombies or not. And Hot Fuzz does know. It's like satirizing the buddy cop picture and it's doing it in an intelligent way that keeps itself... Uh, going for the whole movie. It doesn't just decide at some point to stop being a satire or to stop having an idea of why its uh, story is interesting, right? It keeps it going for the whole film. And like I said, I do think that's kind of one of those things where it's a unique picture in the Edgar Wright lineup there because I, I honestly can't think of another one where it keeps it going for the whole film. Uh, maybe I miss... I, like, I'm trying to think of other Edgar Wright pictures and then they're not coming to mind. Like, the ones I thought of were, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Baby Driver, and Scott Pilgrim. He's obviously done more pictures, but they're eluding me at the moment. Uh, so out of those, like, Hot Fuzz is like a massive standout. Like, it stands out to me as one where it really had a good idea about what it was doing and it kept doing it the entire time. And so... It's the best Edgar Wright film to watch, in my opinion, because it has everything. It's got it's got those slick directing things in it, but they're all used in service of a particular thing. It ha- it it holds together for the whole movie. Uh, it's got all of that same kind of uh, humor stylings that Shaun of the Dead had, but it has them coherently. Um, so I would say, yeah, Hot Fuzz, <laughs> definitely check it out. Um, if you like Shaun of the anything in Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, then you're almost certain to like Hot Fuzz, and it's a it's a really uh, good film by the same people. Well, there we go. And with that, that is the end of our uh, horror comedy movie month. That is the end. Um, what did we think of horror c- comedy movie month? It was kind of rough definitely i don't think we saw any i mean other than like what we do in the shadows which i think was genuinely that's genuinely a pretty good film uh yeah everything every movie we watched had some major issues i would say it wasn't smooth it wasn't smooth there were no there were no stars no um and i guess one interesting thing about that is is horror comedy very difficult Uh, is it perhaps very difficult to do possibly possibly it's possible they undercut each other in a way that is hard to recover from. Although, I don't know. I think I think what we do in The Shadows did about as good a job as you can with horror comedy. And it leaned heavy into the comedy. And I think that's probably the way to go. I think you probably want to do that, yeah. Not into the horror. I would say that 
uh, of the people who have not really made horror comedy. Well, okay, here's here's I'll say this. I never saw From Dusk Till Dawn. Me neither. But that's a Quentin Tarantino horror comedy, sort of. Okay. I believe. I haven't seen it. Don't know. I was going to mm-hmm. say, like, I feel like Quentin Tarantino might do horror comedy well. We've talked and about And I wish this I had before. seen it because now I don't know because he did. Like, he did one. That's that's one I can think of where he Well, and we've talked that. about Quentin Tarantino before as someone, like, with Pulp Fiction. Exactly. As someone who can manage to combine humor and, and like, darkness and and very explicit violence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of horror comedy, honestly, like you know, the gimp scene in Pulp Fiction or something, sure, seems like uh, a fantastic example of you know horror. It depends how you want to look at it, but you know, a movie like Saw is not that different from the gimp scene, right? Like, and so Quentin Tarantino, in a way, I feel like has a touch for horror comedy that you know, none of the people we watched, and this really does, mm-hmm. because what we do in the shadows doesn't really know how to do the horror very much. Like, the horror is rarely really part of the comedy in there. No, there's um, literally only like one or two moments in the entire movie that I would say hit actually as like horror kind of yeah. things. And they both are with um the creepy old vampire guy. There's the only the only two moments yeah. I can think of are very brief and they are with that character. And so I would say like, you know, probably should have watched From Dust Till Dawn as one of the ones in this. Uh, I didn't think of it or I would have suggested it. But uh that's a director who I I now am curious like is that a, the other problem though is I don't know if it's actually a comedy. Uh, I don't know anything about that movie because I haven't seen it. So I probably should watch that one and see because in my mind, I'm thinking like, who are the people who maybe could have done something like this? Mm -hmm. And it feels like Quentin Tarantino would Mm -hmm. be one of the few people I can think of who's like, he gets how to get a laugh and how to get something very violent or gory at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it feels Um, right. It just totally feels like cohesive in a weird way. Like he manages to pull off something really, really difficult. Uh, so I would be interested to see that uh, and see yeah. if maybe other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything we didn't watch that might be where you would go looking for this. And and I don't know. There probably are some. Uh, I mean, heck, but... even something like Jaws, you know, has horror. I don't know. Maybe not horror elements, thriller elements. It's not really a comedy. But it has funny moments. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not horror comedy, though. It's not a comedy. And it's also uh, Jaws not, it's, is more of a drama, but it's and it's also not horror. Like it's maybe thriller a little, like a little bit of thriller, but mostly, yeah, like you say, it's just drama yeah. with a little bit of like intense thriller yeah. moments toward the end. But anyway, um, I mean, I believe Steven Spielberg could have done a horror comedy, probably, but he never did. He never really did horror at all. So, uh, you know, maybe he could have, but I don't. He never. Well, also, his tried. his one attempt to direct an actual comedy movie was bad, wasn't it? Like nineteen forty one or whatever. Yeah, that's supposed to be quite bad. Although I've never seen it, uh, but he at least thinks it's quite bad. I've never <laughs> and, seen it uh, either. But anyway, and it didn't do well. But yeah, he, his attempt he, yeah. to direct a more comedy, like he's his movies have humor in them, but like they are not comedies. But yeah, no, it's. I'm not sure where we would go to get this, but maybe we can throw that to the movie club and say, do people have any suggestions about better horror comedy than what we got? Because we didn't get much. And, you know, maybe next Halloween we can do better. But maybe not. uh, that's it for this month. 
And we will uh, see you in the next one. We will see you in the next one. And since it is Halloween, don't forget to watch Over the Garden Wall. Highly recommend. That is uh, is our Halloween um, tradition. Yep. The Cartoon Network miniseries Over the Garden Wall. It's possible to watch it in one go in one night. Yes. uh, They're they're very short, like 10, 15 minute episodes. But there's 10 of them. Something like that. Anyway, highly, highly recommend you will not regret it. It's fantastic. Yes. Over the Garden Wall, great. If you like animated stuff at all, uh, it's for you. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll be watching it. You should watch it too. Until next time. Till next time, everyone. Bye.